Yo. What up, what up? What up, what up, man? Woo. Another week, baby. Another week, baby. Let's go, man. What is that? Are we episode 56 right now? Ooh, nah, man. We're 57. Yeah? Yeah. At least that's what... Listen, again, this is what I have in the notes. So now that we have this debate every week. I don't don't know if I put uh, 56 last week Uh, (laughs) on the meme. No? (laughs) I'm not sure. We had to. uh, I thought it was 55. Either way, it's one of those people. Welcome to the new week. (laughs) Welcome to this week. Welcome to this week. Second week of June. Yeah. 2021. That's it, man. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you are Juan, and I'm Sean. And every week we get together, have a couple of drinks, talk about things that are going on in the world, try to focus on things that are making an impact on the world, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. And we got a couple of things on the menu for today. Yeah, man. We drink a little wine today. We we taking it back to to our roots. And we started this. We were doing kind of wine every week. Uh, so we just finished a bottle of uh, Bogle, the the a cab. We didn't finish it yet. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In the glass. In the glass. At the moment is the last bit of the the bottle of Bogle, and then we have a Duo Deckham uh, that's coming up next, which is a wine from Cooper's Hawk, which we normally have Cooper's Hawk stuff on here. Uh, we well, we've had a couple of Cooper's wine yeah, stuff for sure, yep. but the the Bogle's good, man. The Bogle cab is yeah, yeah it's really real good. good, man. And I think I got it from BJ's. Shout out to BJ's. Shout out to BJ's. And for those who don't know what a BJ's is, <laughs> <laughs> aside from being a very satisfactory sexual experience, it is also <laughs> a retail store. <laughs> Sells things in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, my carbon footprint of the week, I'm going to start it off with um, this place, or this actually this new sort of, uh, I call it a movement. Um, it's called The Mix. Um, spelled M-Y-X, and it was founded by uh, this lady, this educator, uh, Abby Brody. Okay. And so it's it's basically for it's a it's almost like a college replacement, if you will. It's almost like a like a just a different approach to higher education. And so with um, you know with the with the rising uh, cost of colleges and 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 also with the like the um, or or students not really being ready for the workforce in full. Right. When they come out of school, like everybody has to get trained and all of that. She's created this company that is essentially allowing students to live in multiple places throughout the world. So right now they have three sort of like I want to call them campuses, but they're sort of like uh, they're mini campuses, essentially. Um, and they're right now it's in Miami. It's in Costa Rica and in Colombia. But the idea is that the student you're able to really curate your the like your education to fit your interests. So if you want to be a computer programmer and you want to just take classes on that, they've partnered with universities all over the world. And I'm talking about anything from like like your Harvards and your Yales, your Oxfords to your to your alma mater, your w, WGU. Oh, word. Yeah, they're WGU. On, they're on there. Night um, Owls, let's go. Yeah, man. Like Penn State's on there. Um, and so it, it's essentially you get to for, for a fee, right? And, and I want to say the fee is uh, $7,600. You get to live in one of these places abroad. So you kind of learn cultures from different places. Which is already a better experience than most Absolutely, colleges. Absolutely, bro. Yep. bro. Living anywhere. Right. Living somewhere that, 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 that's not here. It's not here. And also, you know, like the, the, the college campuses here, I know they're sort of incentivized to to make you stay on campus. Yeah. yeah. And and that, that's not their approach at all. They're like, we want you to be out in, in the community and, and, you know, learning the different cultures, 
you know, while you're there. And essentially the way that the way they're working it is, is like if you were in Costa Rica um, this last semester and you want to switch, you can move. You say like, oh, next semester I want to be in Miami. You just and next semester I want to be in Costa Rica. Do you have to cover your housing or is this just part of the it's a it's, the cost? It's, it's one fee. To, to be on campus and it's like $7,600, but then you have to pay for your classes. Okay. But the classes start at like four twenty five, So it's not, it's, yeah. So, so the idea is like, yo, like we don't want, we don't want kids to come out of, to come out of college um, with all this debt. Um, and we want them to have like, almost like, you know, real world, real world skills. life skills. Yeah. And, and they, and they, they're even doing, you can even take a traditional route um, with them, but purely online so with these um, colleges at that they, that they, universities that they partner with, you can actually take a traditional, you know, economics degree from one of these places if you want to. That's all. Dude, but, and the a la carte experience of picking it from the different universities. You can yeah. go, who's really good at that? Right. Let me take that class. That's, from that's it right there, bro. That, that's the idea, Brilliant, bro. bro. Wow. wow. That's the idea. And so the reason I picked up my carbon footprint, man, is because I don't, you know, like, I don't know where this is going to lead. But I'm so happy to see that somebody is coming out. With and you know, knowing that the the traditional school, that you know that the school model that was created back in the industrial revolution is like it's not working Change, anymore. Hasn't changed since. Yeah, it's not working anymore. And and giving kids, um, you know, more opportunity. I think about my own kids, bro. I got I got one that th- he hates school, bro. He hates school, and it's and you know for a time there it was for me. I was like I was like man, like you're lazy, bro. And you know. I know he's not lazy because when it's shit that he wants to do, the guy will get up early. He will stay late. He will do all this thing for things that he wants to do. Yeah. Don't be all. He, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, bro. And it's just like, it just, it just goes to show that whatever he's learning now, whatever he's being spoon fed in the school that he's attending is just not where he's going to, it's not anything he's going to do in his life. And you know, it's funny, man, is if, if you're already approaching it that way, then it's not stimulating and which means you're not learning, which then defies the whole purpose of the experience, exactly. man, which I mean, and you know, how I, we've talked about this on here a lot before I despise school uh, a lot. And in some ways, man, I felt like this same kind of thing. I went, you know, a, you're not teaching me anything that I don't feel like I couldn't have learned on my own, just reading a book. Um, and you're not catering to what interests me. So why you're just ba- basically trying to shove me into this box? Like no, no, no this is what you guys are all. You're all, you all guys right. are all supposed to be workers or this, you know, whatever it is. And then like to some people, that's cool, that's fine. But we're not this. Like you said, this has been exactly the same since the industrial revolution, where coincidentally the school day runs at the same time as the work day, right? And it's like uh, yeah. it's like oh yeah, we need somewhere to put our kids so these people can go work factories. And then how do you turn out the workers of the future? And then like this model hasn't changed at all, right? And then and then you get to college and it's like it's just become a how do we suck as much money as possible? Because bro, what other dude? What other business does the government essentially back your revenue? Like if you go to school for most people, you're getting a student loan and they're giving like a 18 year old kid who's never been out of his mom's house 200K right? and the government will guarantee it. So like these schools have zero incentive to like to change, to change, to lower pricing, to like, if anything, to your point, they're trying to keep you on campus. They're building McDonald's and all kinds of shit on the campus right. and clubs and bars and yada, 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 because they're like, no, no, look what we have here. And then once they suck you into there, it's like you're willing to pay the 40 grand a year because you're like, oh, but I have access to this. It's like, yeah, but you, you still got to pay for that. Like, it's not like the McDonald's is free or the bar is right. free or like, yeah, dude, this is so antiquated, man. And like, I'm, I've always figured this was going to happen at some point in time. 
And we've seen things recently where I think Google is, is doing oh, yeah. like classes, classes right? Yep. And so it's it's slowly starting to change. And I just saw this thing, man. I'm just like, man, you know what? I don't know if this is going to be, you know, so impactful in the future. But it's just great to see that somebody is sort of stepping out and going like, we know this is not this doesn't work or this is not going to work in the future. And it's not really working now for our students. And so let's do something else. It's something else, yeah. Dude, the school I went to, you mentioned WGU. Yeah. One of the reasons I went to it was, A, obviously, it, it worked around kind of my schedule. But I also liked the concept behind how they taught things, which was inexpensive. So I think WGU, when I was there, was like 3500 bucks for a term. And so a term to them is six months. Okay. And the way they ran it was like, hey, 3500 bucks. You have to take a minimum, I think, of four classes or something like that to, to, to be like eligible to kind of keep your, 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 your registration in the school or whatever. But it was like, you have to take four classes for $3,500, which sounds like a lot. But the That's flip not- side to that is like, you can take as many as possible within those six months. So you could take 10? Yeah. Really? And people do. Dude, there's been stories that people finish a four-year degree in a six months. They just go ham. <laughs> dude, I knew of people. They don't sleep. No, yeah. I, dude, I actually, I worked with someone actually who was a, a boss of mine a decade ago probably. He went, oh, dude, I got a second bachelor's, a master's there in 12 months. Oh, wow. And he goes... I was like 24 seven kind of doing stuff. But so like the premise behind it was, so to me, for example, I didn't want to sit through a six month class of fucking whatever algebra or, or stuff that I knew. So what they let you do is day one of a class, you sign up and it's all online, 100%. There's no, there's a building, but there's no campus. It's all online. You can sign up for a class today and you take what's called a pretest for the class. Okay. And they, and they proctor the exams. So like they take control of your computer so they can see that you're not thinking. And then, it's, and then they make you, they send you a webcam actually. And then they make you actually kind of prop the webcam around the room so that they can see that you don't have anything. Yeah. And then you're allowed to have like writing material and stuff like that. Right. But so anyway, you take this pretest like day one. And if you score, I forget what it is. It's like 80% or something above on the pretest. They just let you take the final. And if you pass oh, the wow. final, they give you credit for the whole class. So you don't have to waste three or four months in a course. That's awesome. I do know how many classes I just knocked out day one, bro. Like, just like, okay, 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 okay. So shit like that, that you're just like, this is fucking awesome. So you didn't waste my time. And then everything else, if you're a slow learner, you take your sweet ass time because you learn everything at your own pace. So they did have live lectures that you can log into. You weren't required to. They recorded them. So if you wanted to watch them over the fact. And then everything else was just work. Like it's and it's all online. It's no like physical textbooks. It's all textbooks that they give you digital copies of. And then even within the so textbooks. Is that part of the fee? Yeah. The fee covers everything, dude. Oh, they don't nickel wow. and dime you at all. The fee covers the camera they send you. Yeah. Everything, dude. So and and once you pay that up front, then they send you that camera. And then every year you just pay that fee and it includes the material. So like they'll send you even within and what's cool about it is within the digital textbooks, there would be links and it'd be like YouTube videos. And it would be like all this, like that literally just showed you how to do whatever it was, like the concept. So if it's like a math class, it would be a YouTube video, maybe yeah. the professor doing it or or other people doing it. Like the idea of it, it's not for somebody who wants, who needs that like engagement, right? Obviously it's not for everybody, but for someone like me who I went, I don't, I hate to sit in a class. I don't want to listen to you talk, especially if I feel like I already know this or I know enough about it that I'm like, I, I don't need to waste three or four months here. It was fantastic, bro. And and I went there because I was like, oh, this is this is revolutionary. Like at at that moment, it was. Yeah, no, absolutely. So this one, this this lady, um, Abby Brody, I saw her on an interview with uh, with Gary V. So I, I think Gary V is one of the. I think he invests. Oh, in, did he invest? In this? In, oh, yeah. I, I could see him doing that. Yeah, and you, you know how he is about yeah. about about school. So, um, but one of the interesting stories was he asked her 
what were the what was the moment or moments where you said okay i have to something has to change and she said she, that she had two uh, so first of all she is an educator and um she said that when she gra- she went to duke university mm. good school so, right great school right so when she's graduating and they asked like the people that were graduating as educators to stand and she said there was like three three people and um, in, in her graduating class. And so she looked around and she immediately thought, wow, did I make a mistake? Because nobody else picked this field and I'm gonna leave here making, you know, say $40,000 a year. And, but yet I paid the same for my degree that the lawyer did. Yeah. Or that the finance or guy the did. The finance right? guy, the accounting like, guy, whatever, yeah. Right. Um, and so she said that and then she said the other thing was, uh, she was married, and um, her husband one day was just diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And she goes, at that point, she said he normally like took care of like the mortgage and the personal finances and all of that. And she's like, that's when it really hit her. Like, wow, this guy could be gone soon. And I don't even like, what's a mortgage? Is it like a paper in our desk drawer? Um, how do I do my personal finances? And she just realized like, it kind of brought back when she graduated that same kind of feeling where she was like, fuck, did I make a mistake? And I didn't learn any of this, which would seem like it'd be fucking obvious. I didn't learn any life skills. And so this is part of, part of this, this, uh, this, this, uh, mix, um, program is setting you up with like life coaches, um, putting you in, in, in communities to do like real work. And then, like, it's like you said, if you say, oh, you know, I really like, you know, computer programming, I want to go into that, you'll do that for like a semester, and then you can continue on with more if you enjoy it. But if you go, oh, it's not what I thought it was, you just switch gears. And you've, and, and, and you've wasted, you know, obviously, I shouldn't say you wasted, you got to live in another place for the $7,600, and, but as far as the class was concerned, you spent 500 bucks, and so you go, okay, okay. I'm hey, moving on. Dude, you know how many... I so what led me the road to my school. I changed my major like six times. Every time I had to start over. How much money I threw away doing that? Yeah, a lot. Just threw away a lot, a lot more than the five hundred bucks it would cost her. Man, that's that's awesome, dude. I'm glad. Like, I always figured it was gonna be like the Googles and the Facebooks, but it's awesome to see like somebody else kind of just emerge because you someone's gonna look at that and go, well, shit, that's a good idea. Like, right? And they'll figure out a way to monetize it enough to where it's worthwhile doing, but then. I think ultimately, man, companies are going to get better employees out of that, more prepared employees, dude. Like, I'll take the person who's been well-traveled, and maybe this is their first job, because there's experience there that I can't teach you. Right. And a job can't teach you. And, and like, especially as companies are, you know, become international. They're global. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, and, and we've both worked at places, right, that, that have had an international stake. Like, something as simple as, like, a head nod or a handshake in one place is doesn't work in another place. It may be offensive or like right. uh, the the wording, the greeting of an email, something like that simple is super offensive uh, depending on, on the context, right? Like, or how you, you go about it. And like, you're not going to learn that in school, right? Like, like, sure, you could take like doing business in Japan, you know, whatever. Right. If you like, you get an MBA somewhere depending on where you go. But like, you're not going to get this all encompassing kind of educate. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. To me, travel is the number one educator, dude. Like I've never learned more outside of being somewhere and then and maybe it's not even just the being somewhere it's the being somewhere and then meeting people 
who like school you on whatever it is their right. way of doing things or their experiences there like it's just yeah you can't beat that so to mix that together man with this form of education is to, like shit like i would sign up for that to just to experience just to like go. that man yeah yeah that's yeah awesome. man so this, this actually gave me a lot of hope for like like i said i you know we, i have uh prepaid college for for my boys but like i said like i know one of them is is really just doesn't like the, the traditional school and it, it just gives me hope that something like this or, you know, maybe another another company that comes along and goes like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me spin off of that and, and do something even better, that there'll be choices for him, you know, in four or five years down the, down the line to just make a different choice. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not this isn't I hate that we made this up uh, for like a long time there. We made college just one size fits all, like shoved it down people. It's like bro. a religion, bro. It is, man. And you went, hey, there's nothing wrong with technical schools. There's nothing wrong with um not going to college period or a technical school and decide and go and learn learning a trade on your own on the job you know like somewhere there man we it was like frowned upon to just be like yeah we just want to go do something i like i like to do this and it didn't require some fancy paper like and then there's no value man it's funny man someone asked me this recently um i made a hire recently and and we were talking about like the schooling and all that stuff and, and it's hilarious because i And I'm usually pretty honest when people ask me, even like on interviews, but it kind of like dawned on me where I went, we were talking about the school thing. And I went, I've never once dude hired anybody based on where they went to school or what degree they had. Not once, bro. I've looked at it and I've been like, oh, cool. They went there, like whatever, like I've thought about it. Almost always, dude, I value the experience they've had. And if if they don't have that much experience, if I meet the person and I'm like, I can teach you how to do anything, like just by your attitude or just like the way you carry yourself, I'm like... No, you've got a curious kind of mind, whatever. Like, I, I can make that work. I've never hired anybody because I went like, oh, shit, they have four degrees or two or a master's yeah. in this and that, ever. And, and, and can, could you imagine, like, a kid coming out of school, college, whatever, and going like, oh, yeah, like, I spent time in Costa Rica and I spent time in Colombia. And, you know, and, and so this company is, is, is still fresh, right? So they have these three um, small canvases, but their, their goal is 60 across the world. And so in that case, you just go like, where do you where do you want to go? You know? Yeah. Dude, you want to go hire the kid who's like, yeah, I went to um, whatever, like uh, whatever school, local college or whatever. And then you go, yeah, I studied this, whatever, lived on a thing, joined a frat, joined a sorority, whatever, did that whole thing. Or the person who's like, yes, yeah, so I went to I went to school in Costa Rica and then, um, you know, like spent a few there. Then I went over to Europe, spent some time there, um, you know. Thought I'd spend some time in Asia, yada, yada, yada. And then you're like, oh, yeah. And if you're a multinational company or want to be a multinational company, you're like, okay, there's things I can't teach this guy that he can probably teach me about how to do business in these places, especially if you're learning there. Like, it's just, yeah, to me, it's invaluable. That's so genius, dude. Yeah, man. So I, shout I love, out to I them. love that idea, man. Um, the mix. If you guys uh, check it out, the website is www.themixmyx.com. Um, she's also on Instagram. I think it's like Live the Mix on Instagram at Live the Mix. I believe um, I could I could get that wrong. I'm not looking right now, um, but definitely the website www.themixmyx.com. It's fire, man. Just shout out to them. That's dope, dude. I have my my uh, carbon footprint this week, man. I actually have one too. Uh, it's a guy named Brandon Bellamy, and if anybody watched. Uh, ESPN Sundays, which I hate, bro. Yo, there's two things in this world that make me cry, guaranteed, bro. Outside the lines? Listen, outside the lines on Sunday morning. <laughs> Not even outside the lines. It's like they're little, they're always like make a wish shit that they do Sunday mornings or whatever, or like the sad story that ESPN yeah. does. And um, 
The Notebook. Guaranteed, bro. It will make me cry every time. Oh, wait, wait. There's a third one. Armageddon. So the <laughs> <laughs> what part? Yo, the movie, the, the part where he's At talking the to his daughter, bro. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's about to blow himself up, and he's and, and uh, Bruce Willis uh, talks to his daughter over the phone yeah. thing. Oh shit, gets me every time. But <laughs> <laughs> but they had this cool story this week, man. And, and uh, yeah, man, I just I went down that rabbit hole, like looking up, uh, just reading about the guy, and and just learning more about his story. But a guy named Brandon Bellamy, he owns a. It's like a minor league baseball team. It's like the Atlantic Pacific uh, kind of baseball league, um, and, and it's so it's like semi pro ball. And they're called the, uh, the Gaston, I think, Honey Hunters. Uh, Gaston County is where he lives. I want to make sure I get that name of yeah, the city where is right. That? But I think it's South Carolina. Okay. So oh Gastonia, sorry, so I apologize. So Gastonia, uh, and so he brought a baseball team there. But what's what's unique, man, is that he is the first African American who owns the majority stake in a baseball team ever across like both major league baseball, minor league baseball. Dude, there's a hundred and I think they said 30 minor league baseball teams and like 32 MLB teams. And not one has ever been owned by a majority black owner. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, dude. Is that because black folks don't care about baseball? (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) maybe. Yeah. So, and then like, it was cool, man. Cause he's like talking to stories like, uh, so he named the team the Honey Hunters. I thought the story behind naming the team that so when he's trying to come up with a team name, he like they know. So he started looking into like history about the city, and he stumbled upon this guy named um, Ransom Hunter, who is believed to be the first freed slave to own property in Gaston County. Okay. And this guy owned property on like this very prominent corner, and what he would do is he he turned it into like. Uh, made money off the property. So he had like farmland, he grew crops, stuff. So sold that, took the profits, bought more property, kept building up, would then sell property to other freed slaves. And essentially there are buildings still there, historic sites that they believe at one point or another he owned in some kind of transaction. Oh, wow. And so he like, you know, so he thought it was so cool. So he named them the the Honey Hunters after this Ransom Hunter guy who's believed to be the first kind of black That's owner, cool. which I thought was such a neat That's cool. way to do it. Yeah, he paid homage to it. And then the guy, man, just had these quotes, like, as he's talking, like, you know, you can tell, like, a humble dude, grateful for, like, obviously to be in that position. But it's cool because they asked him about, like, um, uh, uh, so I'm just going to quote him. He goes, people have asked me, you're the first African-American owner. And I dreaded the question because I wasn't sure what I would say. I was afraid of what people would think, Bellamy said in the opening, uh, kind of vignette, like this this uh whatever like monologue thing that they did and he goes so this is my answer before anyone else asked me i'm a successful entrepreneur and it has nothing to do with being black i study i listen i work hard and i'm gonna deliver or i'm gonna die trying and so he just basically talks about taking advantage of all these opportunities like i didn't even see it that way i saw it as like i'm just a smart guy who works hard whatever you know i thought that was brilliant man and it was cool that they had magic johnson come to do like the first game the opening weekend and you saw a lot of the um the families, a lot of black families, there's a big black community, but just just the community in general, man. A lot of people they've showed up. Yeah, they've embraced it, man. That's the team, awesome. the team's done well so far. So they just opened, you know, less than a month ago. They had their first game. Uh, so a lot of people embraced it. And it was cool because me when Magic uh, Johnson's talking to him, Magic Johnson's like, yeah, man. I think the thing that I saw is that I saw so many families in the crowd that look like us. Uh, and I think yeah. this is something. And and then the place look world class for a minor league baseball stadium. He did a good job, man. So, so. is that like? Are they? Um are they affiliated with any of the major league? It baseball didn't teams? mention if he was like an affiliate, or maybe it did, and I missed it. Um, but yeah, man, and and one of the things he talked about, which is something we always talk about, man, with regards to whether it's buying property or just like doing something else. Um, it, it, and I I love this quote by him, man. He goes, "If I build a bunch of buildings and make a bunch of money, if I don't duplicate myself, my career is a failure." 
uh, your legacy is not the stuff you leave. It's your blueprint that because that's how you lived your life. So basically passing that on like, hey, I did this. Uh, right. Here's how I did it. Right. You go ahead and go do that, man. And we always talk about that. Like, like, what do we want to do for our kids? What do we leave behind? What do, and to some extent, even doing this. Right. Like, what do you what do you do that? Like, if, if you build up something and you get rich or whatever, it's cool. But if you don't teach your kids how to do it yeah. or anybody in your family, like, yeah, this is kind of wasted. Yeah, man. no, man. I mean, you know, my wife and I recently embarked on, you know, getting some investment property. And we, you know, got our, got our first one. So, yeah. <laughs> and so that, so that was cool, um, you know, experience for us because that it took us, it took us a lot longer than what we expected. Um, because we just ran into, you know, we ran into snags here and there, you know, whether, whether the bank didn't like the property or, you know, whether we got the runaround from the seller, you know, we had a couple, couple of snags there, man. It took us a lot longer than what we expected, but you know what? Um, the one that we ended up with was, was like the one man that, that, that was the one that I was like, I'm glad all that shit happened, but you never, you know, as you're going through that stuff, you don't like you think it sucks and you think that the cards are stacked against you. And then when it comes to fruition, you go, fuck man, like all that shit had to happen for me to get for me to end up here, bro. Yeah, man. It's the whole, like, fuck, I guess this was meant to be right. 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 Or you just, you just go like, man, it just kind of teaches you like life's going to throw crap at you and just try to take it in stride, man, because it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Patience and, 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 and don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember that, 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 process is super frustrating for like to buy your your normal residence let yep. alone a, a an investment property man so yeah congrats to you guys bro that was not hard you've been yeah we'll uh <laughs> we'll, we'll take a drink to let that me, one let me take a sip of that one yeah <laughs> oh shit man you you're gonna you want to get into this logan paul man and uh man, oh wasn't... yeah no no you know what man actually that flow is actually really good because logan paul man and his brother have just made a life and i, I love his little quote so for those of you who don't know who believe under the rock? Lo- yeah. Logan Paul fought uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match this past weekend on Sunday, um, an exhibition fight. Um, Floyd Mayweather, for those of you who don't or not boxing fans, is probably one of the best, probably top five boxer ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, some would argue that he is the best ever. You know, he would definitely argue that. But <laughs> Jake Paul is a is a you know self made guy, um, YouTuber. And just kind of made money on making videos and doing crazy shit. And right, just had this highlight, like this online following and made his money that way. I know he talked about getting into um, into things that he's kind of losing himself. Yeah. And he felt like boxing kind of brought him back in and, and helped him to, to, to refocus. And, and the guy trained for probably over a year, yeah. right? A year or two, right? And then um, ends up fighting Floyd and... and they probably lost the fight. There were no judges, so so there's no win, no loser. But survived eight rounds with one of the best boxers ever, and so it was a win for him. Yeah, absolutely. I think Floyd probably made a hundred million on that thing. I, I don't know. Probably I don't, I don't made, know what the bro. numbers are, right? But going back to a guy that just didn't have any special skills, no special education, probably was told he was going to be a loser all his life by his teachers, and, and from like Ohio, middle of the country, which yeah. doesn't get a whole lot of. And dude, and and this guy is just like living his best life, man. Dude, it was so hard not to root for him. Like we were watching, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy for him. Like because even during the fight, dude, he was when, happy, bro. When he's getting hit, he's yeah. smiling. Like because you could tell the look on his face is like, what am I doing? Yeah, right. Like <laughs> this is wild, and I loved like that. The humbleness, I think, that he exhibited in that moment where he's just like, 
I'm not expecting to win this. Like, you know, he talks shit to build up the fight. But he's like, I'm supposed to get knocked out, bro. Like, I don't care. Like, this is fun. Like, how did I end up in the ring with one of the greatest boxers of all time? And I think he he actually said that exactly. And then he also said, he he tells Floyd, man, I don't like to be a dick. Like... I'm, like I, I like I respect yeah, the hell out of you, I, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> which I love. Like, how, yeah. how how big of that is to go? Like, yo, man, yeah, I hate being a dick. Like, I don't, I, I like, I had to be a jerk to you basically in press conferences, but I respect you. Like, yeah, man, I thought it was, dude. I, it's funny, man. The more I thought about it after that, I think Floyd might have lost his opportunity to continue to do these exhibits that are easy money for him. You like, think so? Yeah, man. Because I think that is it because he couldn't knock him out. I think you, because you couldn't entertain me. So, and the knockout is entertaining me. Like, innately, I think Floyd, you're, I'm going to let you get away with that in normal boxing because it's a sport and the stakes are higher and you're fighting another pro. So, I'm going to let you be cautious and I'm going to let you be defensive and I'm, and I'm going to respect the craft that is the boxing. But do you, I don't think he was defensive except for the, maybe the first two rounds. He was, yeah, he was defensive. Tip, he, he took it like he would take any other fight. Yeah, he treated it like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He treated it like that. And then he tried to drop him. And then I think what happened was, I think he realized, like, I'm going to have to sell out a little bit here because there is a size difference. And the thing he goes, and I think he just went, fuck that. I don't, I don't, like, I'm okay. If I hit this, like, and obviously, the credit to Logan, because he took some shots. I probably would have knocked a lot of us out. But, (laughs) like, you know, I think you, in my mind, if you're Mayweather, who himself would probably say he's the best boxer ever. And you're fighting a non-boxer. I don't care how long you train for. Mayweather's got like 40 years of experience versus the one in a you know gym. You got you got to entertain me, and I felt like that fight was only entertaining because Logan was, because because Logan is in there. He's so happy. He's like trying hard. Like even if Logan would have gotten like would have gotten dropped or whatever fight, like I think he would have just been like, yo, that's wild. Like this kid got to do that, and he's so yeah. ecstatic about it. Because I think he would have gotten up and been like, that was crazy. Like I don't think he would have been mad. Like <laughs> I, I don't just, think he would have mad either. But I, but I did think I was. I was entertained. Um, I like the fact that, like after round two, that Floyd that that Floyd just started walking forward. So that yes. you have this guy who's like five six, walking this six two guy down. Yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Pushing him in the corners, right? Pushing him in the corners and 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 going for his still being defensive because I think that that's that's part of his nature. That's that's what's been drilled it's a into him. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a reflex you're gonna. So he was being he was being semi cautious. I mean, you got a two hundred pound guy swing, you know. Who's been training? So he's not a, a nobody. It's still gonna hurt, right? Yeah, it'll hurt. Which he caught him, and Floyd looked at him like, what? "Wait, what? You, yeah, you just hit me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Almost like he was offended that he had the nerve to land that punch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there was that one uh, sort of I don't want to call it controversial, but there was one punch that Floyd landed mm. that it looks like um, that Jake might have went limp a little oh, bit yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of hangs on him which you know the the media is is going like oh he was actually knocked out or the, like the the conspiracy yeah he was knocked out and and floyd held him up and was like man come on we got to finish this type thing which jake was like no that's bullshit man yeah, nobody no nobody held me up yeah because then you saw floyd clearly try to drop him a few times especially after he got after mad that. about him landing the shot i'm like no man i think that was more of a Logan going, well, fuck. I'm not letting you hit me with it. I think it was like a shot that woke him up. Yeah. And I think that's 200 pounds falling on top of you. Like, Floyd can't just move out of the way yeah. once he has an arm on you. Because if you see it, uh, Logan goes, lunges forward first, like, puts his arm around them. Right. And I think, it, like, Floyd would have to, like, literally push him off, you know, to, like, I just don't think. I'm going, eh, yeah, I think they're reaching now for, like, a story there. Because I think people feel gypped because they're, like, I don't know, man. To me, like, 
now watching Mayweather, I go, bro, I'm going to let you be boring uh, uh, in a in a competitive boxing match. I'm not letting you be boring, dude, in an, exhi- in an exhibition that you're supposed to be the guy just showing off. Like, I'm just not, like, letting you get away with that. So I don't think we're going to be but willing to pay for that, that anymore, I think it's man. a size difference, man. So I, I, I would say, here's a shit. Like, I didn't really want to pay for that one either, but I'm a Floyd Mayweather fan. Yeah. And I, I just felt like I had to watch. Yeah. And so... You gonna like if I don't he, feel ripped off at all. If like he, I felt no, I, I got I, my I money felt for fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean we had some issues with the with, with the, the stream with the feed or whatever, right? But you know if, if if he does that again and fights sort of a similar situation, but fights somebody who's closer to his weight, do you watch? No. Even if it's somebody polarizing like a like a Jake Paul, I don't. You know what it is? Is I don't think he'd do it. I think even he after this is probably like. Yeah, I don't think he'd it's take enough. Jake. Yeah, I don't think he'd take Jake because I think Jake is riskier. So to me, and if you do take Jake, I think Floyd's got to get in Floyd fighting shape because he right. clearly wasn't in Floyd fighting shape, which again, he's 44. Maybe he can't get Still in Still had the six pack. He did. Listen, he was in better shape than I'll ever be. But he wasn't in that Floyd shape and he was visibly slower because did you see the shots he missed on Logan? He missed a lot where missed, Logan yeah. dipped and you're like, this guy's so much bigger. Like how is Floyd missing that massive... Yeah. Um, and I think Jake, man, with the more power, he might be a little faster. And I don't think Jake is going to let the fight come to him the way uh, Logan did. Logan was willing to kind of just Jab. throw jabs at Floyd's body and stuff. Yeah. And like I said, he doesn't like to be hated. I think Jake's willing to go in there and get fucking dropped. Like, I think Jake's like, yo, I'm walking out of here. You're walking out of here. We're not both walking out of here, bro. Right. Somebody's going down. I think that's in his MO, man. And I, I, know, I know you already said he's going to knock out Tyron Willie. Yeah, bro, absolutely. That shit's I, not going to be. I got, I got Willie, man. <laughs> we should do a bet, like some kind of like... Uh, <laughs> It's a kind of crazy thing. Like, I got to wear something on the podcast. <laughs> I'll do the podcast in a thong. <laughs> no, man. I got I to gotta sit here and look at you all fucking podcast. That shit ain't yeah, happening. Who's really the winner there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just not going to be close. But yeah, man, I don't I don't know, man. I don't. I think Floyd, I think you can rip us off as boxing fans against a boxer. I'm not going to stand for that shit against a, a, a YouTuber, bro, or anybody else who's not a boxer. Sir, bro, like, like if, if Floyd tomorrow fought like Ocho Cinco, I'm not paying to watch that. Yeah, no, or, I yeah, or or like even if he did McGregor again. Actually, man, actually, I think if they build it up, and then you get like, so I'll tell you, the day before, um, my wife, myself, and my and my two oldest watched the. Uh, so I think Showtime was doing like the what the they hell did their little build up to it, the yeah, build yeah, up the to little it. show that they do, yeah, yep. yeah, and 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 after we all watched it, I mean, I was gonna watch it anyway. The rest of them were like. Oh, yeah, you want to see that? I want to see that, yeah. <laughs> they do a good job of producing. They do a really good job. So if you see Ocho Single over there, and he's been training for, you know, a year <laughs> or two, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's talking trash, and I'm going to knock, you know, he's not going to knock me out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're watching that, bro. Man, I feel like as a person who knows Floyd at this point, I go, oh, I think me, personally, I go, oh, this is the Floyd I get against Andre Berto, and this is the Floyd I get against Manny Pacquiao. This is the Floyd, like, I don't want that Floyd against me. Like, you fight me, Floyd, I want you to try to knock me out because you should. So I think while I understand his um, his position of, like, I just want to make money and not get hurt. Like, I don't give a yeah. fuck about you guys. I also think, like, no, dude, this is entertainment. Like, this isn't the sport anymore. And so to entertain me, I don't want you sitting there bobbing and weaving and throwing 100 punches over the course of eight rounds. Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, no, you got to. That's what? 12 punches a round? No. Yeah, but you're still watching. I don't care, bro. You're still. Watching. I think the only one that I can think of that I would do would be if he fought McGregor again. 
and I don't think he'd do it. I think at this point, Floyd wouldn't fight anybody who would be closer to his weight and maybe faster. And may- like, I think he'll do Logan because he's like, yeah, he's bigger and he's younger, but he's not a boxer. Like, I don't think like like if, I don't think Floyd will come out of retirement to fight like Ryan Garcia or Manny Pacquiao again. No, 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 no. no, no. Like, I, he's not doing it. And honestly, I'd be worried for him now. Like, based on what I saw, dude, I think against a real boxer, I think Floyd's in charge. Like, that might have been the first time where I went, oh, somebody could outbox this Floyd. Because well, at least he got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't looking like my, my he's, like like he's my just uncle. Happy. He just happy he got hair to cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what, man? I, I, I was so happy for Logan, man. Um, again, he just looked so happy. Uh, he was so humble. He was so fun to watch because as somebody as you go, yeah, dude. Like, do you have no business being in there against this guy? And just his demeanor about it, you just went, yeah, man. I want this guy to just have a good time. Like, I just like while we were watching, I just felt myself more and more going like, this is fun for this kid because he looked exhausted and gassed, but he's oh still like God. smiling, still right? Smiling. Yeah, he's still smiling. Like this is nuts. yeah. I want to say by round four, oh, he, he was just, done. He just was like, which again leads to the Floyd hit him really hard, like twice here back to back and he's probably gonna fall just based on like i'm gassed i don't like it like even if he just falls and gets back up he's gonna fall because your legs are just not underneath you anymore yep. and i felt like floyd wasn't willing to like i don't know man i think sit there and like literally throw shots where he compromises maybe himself and again i get it because maybe i'm not doing that because i don't want to get hit yep. and floyd's like this is a cool 50 mil or whatever it is 30 mil yeah, they made that money bro yeah yeah just like uh just like uh, my boy uh, Jay Cutler trying to make his money. <laughs> <laughs> you see this? Ad? Jay, Jay getting one for the boys, damn it. Get him, Jay Cutler. For those of you who don't know, Jay Cutler was a former NFL quarterback, played for the Denver Broncos, played for the Chicago Bears. Um, he is retired from the NFL. I want to say he's like 38 years old, which is actually, um, it's funny, I'm thinking about like the, the quarterbacks That's that are. Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, yep. yeah. Anyway. Um, retired from the NFL, um, married uh, Kristen. What's her name? Cara. Oh, Cavallari. Yeah. Who was? She was on like some some La- like Laguna TV- Beach and the Hills and from reality um, show. Yeah, it's all right? MTV shit. I'm trying to think of the other one. That was the only two I can think of. That's like the MTV from Ira. Those are the shows that were hot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Never, never, never seen them. Mm. Um, but I do remember when he was like marrying, you know, marrying her or whatever. Anyway, they got a divorce last year, and apparently when they got a divorce. Um, she asked him, like, hey, and give me five mil so I could build a mansion. And then I don't know what ended up happening with that, but I guess now she has a semi-successful um, apparel and jewelry. Yeah, I think it's right? a, like, it's a clothes, what is it? right? It said jewelry and, and apparel. So yeah, she sells uncommon clothing James. line. Yeah, yeah. I think they sell it at Kohl's, or, or she had one at Kohl's, and really? now this is something else. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. One of them... Um, reality TV star had like a line at call. It might be her, but maybe this is um her second attempt at it because that yeah, name doesn't know. sound familiar. So she um, so he's like, here we are, like a year later, and he's like, yeah, I want half, as he fucking should. <laughs> yep, yo, I saw this. I've been quote. waiting for one of these to come up. <laughs> I saw this quote. It was by um, the Marcus Graham. He goes, "This guy uses the NFL and women as passive income." <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great bro. and for those of you who don't follow football jay cutler was like he was like the like the star that never was he was just like he was like a great talent all this promise right man. all this promise but he just never really lived up to it man put up some numbers but just like 
the 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 number of games that he won, or you know, like he just or you always feel like couldn't get over. He couldn't that. get he over. Had a yeah. bazooka for an arm. Yeah, he had a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had all the Bears fans this weekend were like posting uh, videos of him throwing to Brandon Marshall, and they were like, "Man, we miss this guy." <laughs> Because his problem was is because his arm was so strong, he would throw so many picks. Because the arrogance would be like, I could get it through there. <laughs> Bro, I, dude, you know what, man? Because the whole, this should be, we've talked about this on here before, maybe like with the like Bezos divorce or like the, yeah. the, the, the Bill Gates one where I'm like, half man like there's got to be a fucking cap to this right like but it's guess, half but it's got to be up to this i don't yeah, know no, but i guess i mean if 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 you're there when when the company starts i would say it has to be almost like an ethics thing for me anyway man if, if i go well like i was doing my thing and my wife was doing her thing and we didn't really help each other even financially right and then her thing blew up and my thing didn't do I deserve half of that? For me, I go no. But if 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 I was like, okay, you're doing your thing, I'm all in. Here, I'm supporting you financially. I'm helping you in the business. I'm I'm giving my time. Then yeah, then I'm like yeah, and then I then I want half. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, yeah, and that's I think that's where I look at it is like I don't want half of what you built. Um, I do think right there's something right because I'm not saying that you don't deserve to be anything as the husband or the wife. Like you don't deserve to get anything. But, like, I think this idea of, like, oh, they did this while this person did that is, like, you're assuming that this person didn't do anything for the house, right? Like, I go, if he was going to go fucking change oils at Jiffy Loop, who's to say she wasn't going to be doing the exact same thing she did now or he? Or, you know, like, so the idea that you're going to be, like, oh, he made 100 bills, so she should get 50. It's like, nah. <laughs> like, or he should get 50. I'm like, so I'm glad the shit, the shoe's on the other foot finally. Because I saw all the little, um the comments of this yeah, dude yeah, yeah. and it's all women like she built that on her own and he shouldn't get half oh I'm like, wow. no 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 yeah. dear <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that same energy you have when it's a dude yeah because like money. if if she stopped working right and then it was just purely the money that he had from the nfl she would which, want she would want part of that yep which i'm sure and she wasn't even there yeah, right. Like he got his. Like she didn't teach him how to throw a football. Right. You know, she like wasn't with me shooting in the gym. <laughs> Shout out to Drake. Shout out to Drake. <laughs> Some of the best lines ever. R.I.P. Kobe. <laughs> but like, yeah, man. I just think it assumes like even Bill Gates, dude. Bill Gates had already built Microsoft by the time he married this lady. Like I think she worked for Microsoft. Oh, uh, okay. So honestly, bro. Dude, is <laughs> is that considered philanthropy? If you marry somebody, <laughs> man or woman, bro, and you're already rich and you break them off, can you write that off on your taxes? That's philanthropy. I wonder, I wonder in a court of law, like, what are you actually entitled to if you come in and there's no prenup, but you come into the money? Yeah, bro, because, like, if I get married to someone who, yeah, who built this massive company like she did, and then we get divorced a year later, and I'm like, no, I want half because the law says I get half, so now I want half, like... It's just fucking dumb to me. The whole thing is like absurd, bro. And I think there should be something, right? Didn't, and like you said, didn't ethically, J-Lo have to pay off all her men? Yeah, bro. Can you imagine the shit? J-Lo <laughs> got to break everybody off with something. And I'm sure at this point, J-Lo's a pro. So she makes them sign prenups every time. It's some kind of well, like. Well, she only had, she had the, the one dude, right? The dancer. Bro, she married everybody, didn't she? Didn't she marry Mark Anthony? She can't be by herself. And you married Casper. Bro, I saw a meme that had me fucking dying, bro. And somebody was like, that's old. That shit's been around. <laughs> and then I'm like, first time I seen it, it was like J-Lo collecting uh, 
rings like Thanos collecting them gems. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I haven't shit. seen that shit. Let me tell bro. <laughs> I said like Thanos collecting Infinity Stones. That's just- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but bro, dude, can you imagine like, oh, you marry J Lo tomorrow and then you get divorced and you didn't sign a prenup? It's like oh, I get half of what J Lo has now. Yeah, no. that shit is crazy to me. No, like I think, like ethically, to your point, like me as a guy, right? Like I, you know, having wife and kids and all that stuff. Like I'm gonna break you. I'm gonna take care of you, right? Because you like they're my kids and we were married for X amount of time or whatever. And I think most men, dude. I would like to think for us, we would go, we would recognize what it was that you did for us to get us there and would take care of you no matter what. I don't like the idea of the government going, you got to give up half. Right. Like you got, you got so-and-so used to the lifestyle. So right. Now you have so to now you have, it. I'd be like, nah, y'all took 40% so she could have the other 10. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah. if you wanted why it, come you, from your half. Yeah. Why don't you break off of your half? <laughs> How about that, Uncle Sam? <laughs> Break <laughs> off your half. Oh, dude, that shit is wild to me, man. Like, oh, I don't know. And I do think there should be a cap, bro. Like, you didn't have to work harder as a husband or a wife if I made 100 bill versus I made 100 mil. Like, so why are you getting 50 billion of that versus 50 million of that? There should be a cap, bro. There should be, like, this threshold of, like, if the person is worth X to S, like, you only get... Hundred million dollars or whatever it is, bro. Like, Dude, that's why. I, that's why I go back to old uh, Jack Chambliss. Shout out! Shout out to Jack Chambliss. <laughs> His idea of marriage should be a contract, and you and you do the contract when everybody's happy, and you do what makes sense, and you sign off on what makes sense, so that and then and then if you uh, go five years and and then once the contract is up, if you want to renew, you renew, and you come up with the terms of the renewal. And, and right. okay. Dude, now that I'm thinking about this, bro innately someone in the relationship always has the power because of this because of what because the money because of the money because it isn't equal right like jeff bezos yeah typically it's not right Right, it's right typically it's not equal right so in in this case they probably are chris and cavalaria and jay cutler are my assumption if he wants half is like well she's getting half of my shit i would think that if he's like well she's getting half of my investments and half of my property and half of my you know maybe they decided Maybe they agreed on a way to split other shit or whatever, right? But he's like, oh, and I want half of the business. So this is probably as equal as it gets because they're both successful in their own right. right. But you figure most of the time, dude, someone in the relationship holds the monetary power. So then you go, wait, but if it's the other way around, like I don't get 50% of your fucking whatever it is, you know, like you're nothing or you're, you know, like if you're a stay at home husband or wife, like really this shit always, it only benefits the broke person. <laughs> like, like this. Is that what you were trying to get out? That's what I'm trying. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the word. Like, this shit only benefits the poor person in the relationship. Like, it's that's so fucking lopsided to me, bro. It's wild. And I guess because it assumes that you're poor because you sacrifice so much for the other person, and that's not always the case. No, no, no. And and you say it's, it's, it's typically it's typically the woman in that in that in that scenario. I'm just always surprised on when it's the woman and she gets half. That's that's kind of a given. It's a it's a it's accepted in in, in in society. It's chivalrous, but bro. when it's but when it's the other way around, then then people go, oh, like he wasn't with her shooting in the gym. She wasn't. Yep, yep. Right. That's so, why Kevin Federline still my boy to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the amount of comments on that thing from women, like I can't believe him. She built this on her own and blah 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 blah. I'm like, no no no. 
Pam from Wichita, you got to have the same energy <laughs> you had. Fancy Pam yeah. 62. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, this shit's wild, man. Yo, shout out Jay Cutler. I hope you got. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Moody ass. And I didn't Jay see, Cutler. like, I didn't, I mean, obviously, um, you know, there's there's probably other assets in the in the relationship. I didn't see anything else, right? So the headline is always Jay Cutler wants half of you know Kristen's. Oh, I'm sure they had the that's all. But I'm sure there was a lot of other shit in there where you go like maybe after if you see the whole picture, um, it will make more sense. Because yeah, I would think it wasn't like they came up with some amicable like decision, and he goes, "No, nah, actually, by the way, I want half of that." Like I'm sure I, there's a lot. Like, of they had like they have kids, right? So yeah. you go, you're gonna try to do what's best for. What's best for the kids? Plus, too, so. Jay Cutler diabetic, bro. He need all the help he can get, you know, for, to look out for his health. I think it's only fair he gets half. <laughs> and stop. I think she being selfish and she don't want to give him half, to be honest with you. <laughs> he was at home taking care of them kids when she was in board meetings and whatnot and picking out patterns and shit. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you watch basketball, man? I, yo, I haven't, bro. The Lakers got eliminated. I, I tuned in yesterday to watch the Brooklyn game because I thought, oh, this will be close. Holy crap. Boy, man. was I wrong. Yeah, dude. They, so I just got to go out and say my dark horse. So my <laughs> my finals pick of one of them being the Lakers is coming out of the West is done. And then my dark horse of Dallas is done. So This shit feels like March Madness. Yeah. When y'all, you <laughs> That's how My I bracket is blown up. My bracket is fucked. I'm like, I don't want to watch no more. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was watching, um, and and you know the the Celtics also got eliminated, mm-hmm. we, which we figured that was going to happen. But dude, so they get eliminated. Brad Stevens has been their coach for quite a few years. It was now. like a decade. I didn't realize it was like nine seasons, yeah. eight seasons, something like that. I didn't think it was that. Long, I didn't realize bro. it was. I that. thought it was like four or five. Yeah, I f- I thought he was coaching Butler back in you know. 2015. That shit felt recent. Yep. Yeah. And it said like after eight, nine seasons, whatever it was, with the Celtics, and they. Oh wow, yeah. but. So he's, you know, he came out of college as a highly touted coach, right? And then he never really gets over the hump with the Celtics. So then the president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge, who's a legendary Celtic, steps down. They promote this guy? How you do bad at your job and get promoted? (laughs) (laughs) See, I I guess I don't think he did bad. He didn't do bad, bro, but he did. I, I, I feel like he didn't meet expectations. Yeah, I think... Any finals? So, to me, I think he did, considering what he had to work with. He didn't have any superstars there. So, you blame Danny Ainge? Um, to, no, but because I also think it's going to be really hard. I think Colin was talking about this, dude. Think about the last time a free agent signed with Boston. Like, they either Kyrie? they either have to... Yeah, but it didn't work out. Right, like... like it didn't work like out. They go there, and they're but, like, but it, I'm Yeah, out. but did it... So, so you And go, I'm going to give you a pass on Kyrie, because he's a... Uh, no, no, but I'm, but, I'm, but I'm saying, so, like... Kyrie wins a title with Cleveland mm-hmm. and LeBron. And then if 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 Kyrie wins a title this year with Brooklyn, then do you go was Kyrie the problem? Um uh, yeah, bro, because I still think remember Kyrie was always hurt and then he was always like just refusing to play. I also think dude, it's hard. Boston's kind of racist. So I think a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a secret, but I'm going to go ahead and let that out of here. It's really difficult to get people to want to go live in Boston and stay there. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, dude. Like really difficult Why? to want to get. It's racist, bro. They're so hold on, hold on, hold on. So what do you what do you you feel me in man? What do you know about this? Like like uh dude, hist- like dude, just Google Boston sports <laughs> fans and black players. <laughs> yeah. Google bo- Boston, yeah, Boston racist. <laughs> They're just historically known to like whether it's the shit the crowd yells, how they treat players, like so It's uh, like it's like Utah? 
I, no, I think it's worse because the difference is the people in Utah know what they are, right? Like if you live in Salt Lake City, you know it's Salt Lake City. Boston has this complex where they're like close enough to big cities where they think they're a big city, but they're not. And then their weather sucks, so they're always moody. And then like there's nothing to do, so they're always moody. Like the people there are just – and listen, I've been to Boston. It's beautiful. Um, I've been there once, but I was very young. No. People were cool. Like, they treated us really well. It was nice. I walked around Boston because I'm an asshole with a Yankees hat the whole time. And people were still cool to me. Like, they would make a comment about the Yankee hat. Right. They made it a point to call it out. But but they were cool. No bad experiences. But that being said, it, Boston was the biggest city that felt small that I've ever been in. It feels like a town. It doesn't feel like a city. Like uh, Now, why do you say that? It's because, like, like folks will... It's very, like, folksy and very, like, you know, Billy down the street, you know. Is, like, is it like an everybody knows everybody type kind thing? Kind of. That's, like, the vibe you get. And it's also, like, it doesn't feel grandiose, man. It doesn't feel big. It doesn't feel... And then everybody feels like, uh, like they have a chip on their shoulder. Everybody you talk to has this, like... I don't even know how to explain it, bro. It's it's like this. Uh, they, everybody has this younger, young, young brother, middle child syndrome. Okay. Like the the like like I like I think I deserve to be this, but I'm not quite this. And right, like, right, right. It's it's hard to so explain. The worst, the worst thing you could do is give them give them the Patriots. Yeah. For they're you know fucking ten years insufferable because of the Patriots, bro. And then the good <laughs> Actually, thing is, hold on, when was it? Eighteen years, right? Dude, they had a twenty year run, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like with the Patriots, right? Because yeah. you figure up until last year, they were from 2000 to 2019, they were like a Super Bowl contender. And so, yeah, but with all white players mostly, by the way. So you think about that, all the superstars besides Randy Moss and his little run there. And, I mean, obviously they have the occasion oh, yeah, of black the, I mean, But the superstars on the Patriots, bro, Danny Amendola and Wes Ed- Welker Edelman. and Edelman and all these guys are not superstars anywhere else. Only Boston would embrace that. And listen, good for them. I'm not saying, but I think there's a thing with players there where they don't feel comfortable in Boston. And it's like it's well known so, across oh, so sports. It is well known. Yeah, yeah. It's not. This, I know, is, this is not me going. Like, I think so I've heard. Yeah. I mean, I've heard similar things from like players that go to Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, for the Houston Texans, right? Yeah, yeah, the Texans. Right? They they say similar things about about ownership, not about the town. Correct. Boston's a town. Okay. I think ownership is probably okay. It's the town itself. Like even baseball players in Boston will be like, "Yeah, that shit is." Speaking of owners, man, freaking. You see Robert Kraft? You see that car he got? Mm. So. Um, does Rick, it come with a massage therapist? Rick Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Pit My Ride, and they're like, we know Robert likes massages. <laughs> not, not this model. We put a table in it. <laughs> it comes with your own Asian chair. <laughs> oh, I'm going to help. All right, go. <laughs> no, um, so like uh, Jay-Z, Meek Mill, and I think Rick Rubin. Oh, is it this Rolls Royce or the? the it's Bentley? like a Bentley or something. The boat, the the Bentley boat or whatever. It's not a boat. No, no, it's but a, it's a, it's called the the model. The cars are like a something something boat. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. It has like a weird fin kind of thing on the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now they, they got him this car, man, and I, and I'm just like, man, I guess. What do you get a multi billionaire? Twenty eight million dollar car. Is that right? Yeah, it's the most expensive car I think like production car ever made. Now I was wondering, like, what does he have to do with those guys? Like, do, is he, like, a supporter? He's of? really close, I think, with Meek because of the whole prison reform thing. I think Robert Kraft was really involved in that. Oh, really? Okay. And so was Jay. So I think they all kind of had that in common. Uh, when when uh, I think Robert Kraft, uh, um, oddly enough, was a big part of getting Meek Mill's sentence overturned. Oh, that's cool. Or, excuse me, lightened. Um, so Robert Kraft has been, like, a big proponent of the whole, like, uh, prison reform and all that stuff. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, like, I think the ownership groups been like pretty decent to a lot of these guys i think the city itself man is what 
a lot of the players complain about across baseball, across uh, basketball. So I think getting guys to want to go play there because like Jason Tatum's awesome, right? Obviously Jalen Brown, but those guys are like a superstar away from like really. Yeah, they need. They definitely so need to me, players. I go if you look at Brad Stevens, though, I think it was something like he made three or four Eastern Conference Finals. What are you firing him for? Like if you were to fire him, what are you getting in return? Someone you think is going to take you to the final? Like do you think he was the reason they didn't get to the final? No, but then in that I think he overachieved with what he had. But in that case, then why do you not keep him as the coach? I think they were afraid to lose him. I think Brad Stevens is getting recruited hard by colleges right now. So I think in their mind, they're probably Duke. like, dude, not for nothing. <laughs> not but, for nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were talking Shashetsky, right? Last year? Last year. He's so, going to yeah, retire. So now. He is going to, um, for those of you who don't know, Coach uh, Mike Shashetsky is uh, the Duke coach, has been a Duke coach since 1980. <sighs> Right, 30, is that what it was? 31-year run as Duke yeah, head crazy. coach? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, I don't know what Duke looks like without Mike Shoseski. That's a good no. point. That's before I was born. Yeah? Yeah. Now, for me, I was like six. Yeah, right? So, so same. My, my whole life. Yeah, right? whole life. I look, I think Duke, I think Mike Shoseski. Absolutely. And, and his name does not spell how it sounds. Nope. <laughs> it starts with a K. They call him Coach K, people. So, if you want to look him up. But this dude, um, 74 years old, um, his record is... 1,097 wins and 302 losses. Wow. Dude, he's how old? 74. Bro, he didn't get the Duke job until his 40s? No. That can't be right. Do you think about that? If no, he's, he's been... Oh, well... No, no, no. 30s. No, he's 74. 31 years, bro. No. He got the job at 43. No, man. You got your math. Is, your math is, is it fucked up? Wait. Right? You got your whole 80s, Dude, your whole if, 90s. If you're somebody in like Listen, your, your, whole, your whole 80s, your whole 90s, your whole 2000s, your whole 2010s, right? That's 40 years he's been there. Oh, 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 oh wait. He's been there 40. Sorry. 40 sorry. Sorry. Right? Yeah. So late 30. Sorry. I didn't. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. So he's been there 41 years. Still, dude. So he got that job. Well, I guess in their 30s, that's respectable. So he got that job at like my age now. Well, dude, one thing I didn't know about him. So this dude was like born in Chicago. Um, went to West Point where he actually pay, played for Bob Knight. He played. I didn't know he played for Bob. I knew he went to played, West Point. I didn't know he played for Bob. Played Knight. for Bob Knight, but then went and served as an officer in the army from 1969 to 74. Oh wow! I didn't so know. So the dude, yeah, yeah. So like, and then and then obviously he comes out of there. Um, I think he went. I think after 74, he went to go play like oh sorry, coach under Bob Knight, and in 1980 gets the job at Duke, and then never looks back. This dude has 97 NCAA tournament wins, 12 Final Fours, 12 ACC um, champ or season titles, 15 ACC tournament crowns, five national championships. He's coached. He's got three gold medals from the, the U.S. The, the Olympic, US Olympic right? teams, and he was he was uh, uh which he, he can't even get right. They don't give him a medal. Oh, I don't know. They don't give right? the coach a medal. I think some of the players gave him their gold medal. Which one thing I didn't realize, he was actually, he was also like a assistant coach on the gym team. Oh, was he? Yeah. Wow. What a- so probably, you know, 12 years really into his uh, coaching career at Duke. Talk about a dream job, which probably didn't start that way, right? Duke probably wasn't a dream job when he took it over. Probably not. We're talking about a guy who's lived a basketball, like, if you're a basketball fan. Yeah. This guy's knocked every fucking dream team. Right, like what Duke, else do you want to do? Yeah, what else? Gold medals, like the three gold medals with, with the teams later on. So you got the best of that Jordan, that 80s, 90s era. Then you had the best of the 2000s era. Then you probably coached a bunch of these kids who are, who are NBA champs now. Absolutely. Wow, man. And he, um, so they said like through his career, 
he's gotten like at least four like high paying offers from NBA teams course, that he's turned down. Wow. So, you know, does at, he go or do you think he's done? Does he go NBA? I think he's done, man. At 74, bro, what are you going to be coaching into 80? Nah, mm-hmm. dude. For me, man, I, I go just the fact that he, that, that he turned down those lucrative offers from the NBA in the past. I think the guy, he just, he, he knows who he was and he knows what he was good at and he knows what made him happy. And he stuck with that. And he stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, man. And he's right, man. Some people aren't self-aware enough to know I'm, I'm a basketball cop and this works really well here. Because the things that make you a great college basketball coach don't work in the NBA. Right. So it's a different ball game, man. The X's and O's might be the same to an extent, but the, everything else about it. And for him, bro, when he, you know, he, he, was, he was all about sort of keeping, you know, keeping the kids for four years and developing players. He had to make that switch towards the end of his career to where he got Zion Williamson and, you know, who's the other guy? The one and done one crowd, and, right? The yeah. one and done. R.J. Yeah. Barrett, right? R.J. Barrett. one yep, and done the other one. kid. So and he embraced like, it, dude. He, yeah, wasn't he, he did. Was, well, I'm trying to think of if he was the one that he had to change his mind. Was it Calipari that embraced it? And then Krzyzewski Calipari was kind of against it. embraced it. I, I think Krzyzewski initially was kind of like, I don't like it, yada, yada, yada. But then figured out, like, well, fuck it. This is what I got to do. This is what, this is what I got to do. And, and figured yeah. out a way to work in that kind of environment yeah like you said it's hard dude it's easy 80s 90s college basketball you get the best players you get them for three or four years and you're building dominant you think about the classics in college basketball like the 80s 90s we don't have any of that anymore because these kids by the time you get to know them they're on their way to the nba by the time you know who zion williamson is they're like so can you imagine 20 years ago or actually no 30 years ago zion williams you would have been like oh shit we get two more years of this after that first season and now it's like, no, nope, they're off to the NBA, bro. Just- hey, you know what's funny, man? So I mean, he's in he's been involved in 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 so many like historic games. Um, but remember that that Michigan team, the one with like uh, Fab Five? Jaylen, the Fab Five, right? Jalen Rose, um, Chris Weber, Chris Weber. Um, I don't know why I can't remember the rest of the guys. I, I can see all their faces. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard. Um, I was like, the guy that coaches King. them now was Jawan Howard. I'm like, wait, who coaches them now? Somebody King, I can't remember. Anyway, um, is it Scott King? Can't remember. Bernard King. Uh, uh, anyway, anyway, you know those guys have like a whole like series, like thirty for thirties on the, the Fab Five because of the impact that they had in college basketball. The team that beat them in the finals, Coach K, Duke, the Christian Leitner team, yep. right? Yeah, dude. I mean, and it's like even though that they're you know re- that Fab Five is revered as it should be, it's like. They lost to Coach K. To Coach K. Dude, it's going back to like a few weeks ago when we were talking about the whole Hall of Fame thing. Was like, can you tell the story of college basketball without mentioning without Coach, Coach K? K? No. No. Absolutely not. He takes up half a century. That's <laughs> crazy, dude. I didn't look at it that That's way. That's crazy, true, dude. Yep. Half a century almost this guy yep. takes up of history. And maybe the 80s sucked. I don't know. I, I do remember as a kid having a Duke t-shirt that someone gave me. And like, this is like 91, 92. Yep. No idea why I had it probably on sale somewhere but i remember having that and it must have been popular at that time because i'm living in jersey yeah, they they're not selling duke shirts in jersey for no reason so like yeah man i didn't know who he was at that time but yeah it just i just yeah, remember so, the, I the mean, blue devils thing being everywhere yeah logos everywhere all the time you talk about you know carbon footprint like that that dude as far as the the basketball world not just college basketball but the basketball world like you said you can't tell the story of basketball without mentioning this guy no man not at all so do you think um hand back on brad stevens for a little bit um, I guess there's a debate to be made that he wasn't deserving of that job. 
So why do you think they did it then? Do you think they thought he was a shitty coach, but they want to keep him? Like he was smart enough that they're like, okay, we want to keep you around for something. I think definitely, you know, I think that with any job, and I, and this one is is no um, exception, you develop relationships, right? And if this guy was developing relationships over that eight, nine year span and was respected by the owners, you go, yeah, like we want to keep this guy around. And if the coaching thing is not working out, or if we're not able to get over the hump, we still want them in some aspect. Dude, because I think, and we joke around, we have a, friend, a mutual friend of ours, Alex, we always call him, uh, me and Alex always call him Basketball Belichick. Because <laughs> I actually think he's a brilliant basketball mind. Yeah? I think he overachieves with what he has, bro. I don't think Jason Tatum is a superstar, right? Like, he puts up superstar numbers now, and maybe he'll turn into that. But I don't think Jason Tatum is like... I don't know that you're going into that game game planning for Jason Tatum or like you're scared of him, right? Like the same way you are of a Kawhi or a Kevin Durant or a, and not to say that Jason Tatum doesn't have the talent to get there, but I think considering everything else that's on that team for them to make those Eastern Conference Finals runs, man, and and really, yeah, but the, yeah, but the East wasn't the East. No, week, but you could argue if LeBron James isn't in the East, that team probably makes it to a Finals. They might lose whoever they get to, but you figure their own their their bad luck was running into LeBron James every year. Yeah, it's, you know, so I, I, I feel like he massively overachieved. And, I, and I'm wondering if they just went, I wonder if they forced Danny Ainge out. If they went, hey, man, like, old boy keeps getting offers. He's probably he's not going to win here unless we get or him. or is it is it like behind the scenes? Is he going, hey, we should get player X, Y and Z. And then we and, and then they don't. Right. And then those players pan out and wherever they they go yeah 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 who's right and and, and then they go yo over the years this guy is picking he wanted he wanted right he wanted players x y and z never got him and look how they panned out dude because that's not to to take it back to the college basketball thing for a minute he took butler in a league that's built on one and done no one's going one and done to butler if you're, going, if you're good enough to go one and done, you're going to Duke, you're going to Kentucky, right? You're going to right. North Carolina. Uh, you know, there's a couple teams, maybe Gonzaga, whatever you can make arguments for. But not me, not, not he, Butler. He took a Butler team that we didn't even know was a school <laughs> and made him, like, I mean, honestly, like, have you ever heard of Butler until that guy took them to, like, an NCAA final? No. And then several, like, didn't he go back-to-back Final Fours, I think, with Butler? And then with... I don't recall. Listen, and I'm going to say it, with a bunch of white guys, like, <laughs> from Indiana, like, you, you got to be Is a that what that school is? Yeah. I didn't know that. Exactly. It was like a community college in downtown <laughs> Indiana, somewhere in Indianapolis somewhere, bro. Like, I, yeah, I think, dude, you put that guy on the Lakers, he is a significantly better coach than Frank Vogel. Like, you put that guy, hell, you put that guy on the Brooklyn Nets, and that team doesn't lose for five years straight <laughs> like, with the talent they have right now. It's a, I, I, I think that guy's so good. I feel like the move was made out of fear. I don't know if he's going to be good in the front office, but I do think from a, a, a basketball yeah, but if coach, he's, again, if he's, if he's drafting, and, if, and, and, if, and he gets to pick his, his successor, so he puts somebody in there who he trusts, and then he goes, okay, now I'm going to bring you players. Let's, I'd be curious see, to see, bro. dude, does he bring another college student? I'm going to be really curious to see that. Like, does he go and go, let me go back to my roots and go pick out a guy? Like, So did you see, I mean, I saw some of the sort of supposed candidates. Oh, really? Okay, I haven't seen So it's either. like uh, Jason Kidd, um, okay. Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell's coaching a college team right now, right? Yes. He's, is, I know is, he's is, been is an assistant Bama? for a long time. I thought Avery Johnson was coaching Alabama. Uh, you could be right. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But um, uh, Chauncey Billups. 
Huh? Which I, I don't know. I even know if he's coaching. Yeah. And then the 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 wild card here is um, Becky Hammond, who's now coaching under Popovich. Oh. And then she'll be she would be the first, obviously the first female NBA coach. Boston's not gonna like that. <laughs> <laughs> he might he might get death threats. That's, that's the only <laughs> other thing Boston hates more than black people. Women might be women. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think, bro, I hadn't even thought about that. But the Duke job opening up, even if it's next year, if Duke calls you, and I, and granted, like Duke, they already have the guy. But yeah, they have the guy who was under uh, Coach under K, him, right? Yeah. And if you're that guy, like Duke has already shown they're willing to stick with you, right? So it's probably a lifetime right. job. If but if you win, if you right, yeah, yeah, you just can't go like. 10 and 30 or whatever. Right. You got to show some, some kind of promise. But Duke, if you're Duke and you call up Brad Stevens, I don't know that. Unless, you know, the only thing I think of is too, as being the, maybe there's less travel involved. There's less um, team activities involved when you're the GM or the front office or whatever. Right. Does is, is he, because he's a kind of a younger dude. He's probably got younger kids and all that. Is he like, yeah, I want to be home more. I want to do stuff. Oh, yeah. I want to, you know, like. And maybe he was like, yeah, but if I can't do that, I'm, I'll just step out. I'm, I'm just going to step out, right? Like, he's made his money. He's done his stuff. Like, or he goes, like, I can go be a college coach and I'm home. Like, maybe I'm on recruiting trips or whatever for a certain right. time. But, like, th- that's probably more home than not. In college, because you don't play as many games. So, I'm wondering if, like, maybe behind the scenes, he was kind of like, yo, man, I keep getting offers from these colleges. Because, I, dude, I bet you that guy gets called from every single college team that has an opening. Because I, I can't imagine what, other than, so Roy Williams just retired too, right? So yep. he's the last kind of, and then now Krzyzewski's leaving. So you really have Kalapari and, uh, oh, the guy from Connecticut retired too. So um, what's his name? Bay, uh, no, Syracuse, Bayham. Bayham walked away? Did he? The Syracuse dude, or the Kentucky, the Connecticut dude walked away a few years ago. So Bayheim, no, Bayheim might still be around. So you I'm figured sure. of the legend, it's probably him. It's probably um, Kalapari. Kalapari. Yeah. So any do Kentucky cause you if you're I mean I don't want to live in Kentucky but if you live in Kentucky and you're the coach of Kentucky, mm. I don't know about Kentucky, bro. But if you're a basketball guy, that's probably the holy. Actually, not maybe not. Dude, if you're a basketball guy, you've already made it to coach the Boston Celtics. That's probably the Lakers is probably the only other job that it gets better in the NBA as far as like the prestige in in basketball. You get to live in Malibu next to LeBron. Yeah, dude. If the Lakers call you, if the Lakers like go Frank Vogel this offseason, go ahead. bro. I bet you he won't even pack his house. <laughs> He just leaves. Just leave it. <laughs> he just leaves. Wife, kids, everything. <laughs> yeah. He just goes. <laughs> I do love. Oh, shit, man. Dude, I got to hit you up on this story, man. Oof. You done with sports? Because I'm about to get on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I have anything else. There's nothing interesting, man. It's- but this guy in Pakistan. And you know, we got some listeners in Pakistan. Yeah, shout out Pakistan. Shout out to Pakistan. This guy posed as a doctor and did a surgery on this 80-year-old woman and killed her. Actually, sorry, he didn't kill her right there, but she ended up dying from the thing. So he wasn't a doctor. So no, this dude, he was a a fucking security guard. At the hospital? Well, he was, and then he had gotten fired like two years ago for trying to extort money from the patients. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I think this you know how ballsy that bro and then it was like it's like um you know i don't want to call out the 
<laughs> no, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you gotta do it, bro. And I'm gonna I'm probably gonna butcher this name. Lahore's Mayo Hospital. It's like the second largest hospital in Pakistan. Yeah, they can't sue us. We in America, baby. And there and <laughs> and it was funny because they they went. It's it's, it's not funny because it's tragic what happened to the woman. Um, it's un- tragic and and unfortunate. But um, they interview somebody in the hospital, like a like like one of the I guess the higher ups, and and the dude was like. This is a big hospital. We can't keep track of everything. <laughs> much can't like the rest of the country. Works here. Yeah, much. You can't keep track of who works there, bro. Oh. And then, bro, if you're doing a surgery, you're not by yourself. No, there's nobody I'm... knew that you was the security guard from two years ago. Dude, I was just like when you were talking about that. I was literally just thinking of the like 15 other people that are around you, right? And then there's like two or three nurses. So we think, bro. Who's done this job before. In, in Pakistan, maybe it ain't like that. Maybe yo, what the fuck do you do then? Do you just go, yo, what is she getting done? Yo, this, this and this are fucked up. And you like, turn her over. Yeah, flip her back. I got this. <laughs> I, I watch House once. I got this shit. Yeah, like, where do you start? Because you, you think the people in the room with you, the minute you start making an incision, they go, not yeah, there. That's not there. <laughs> and he like, y'all know this shit. Otherwise, you'd be here. <laughs> he makes them feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like I seen Dookie Hauser. You motherfuckers. <laughs> bro, oh my god, bro. Yo, and as a dude, can you imagine? Like, does he actually? So he actually cuts her open, obviously. Oh yeah, he did it, and so she ends up dying like a few weeks later from complications from the surgery. He just goes, "Fuck it, I know how to like. If I can fix a car, I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. I stayed." <laughs> <laughs> he stayed at a, I stayed at Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> oh my god, dude. That shit is I'm just thinking of like all this shit. Like you start cutting somebody open and you're like, that shit looks broken. Let <laughs> me fix that. Let me, let me push that back into place. Do, do you look it up beforehand and go, what entails this kind of surgery? And then go, I I got it. <laughs> no, it would be better he just watched the YouTube video. During? While he, yeah, during. Like he has it propped up on her back, <laughs> like next to it. It's like, Doc, what are you doing? I never did this. This is exact surgery. <laughs> but in America, yeah. in, in America, in Mer- they did it. <laughs> Yo, can you imagine you have that? And you're like, I just want to make sure I get it right. God, it's been a while. <laughs> and you're literally watching. You're like, wait, pause it right there. Pause it right there. <laughs> <laughs> you're stitching her back up you're using a string oh, instead of bro. stitches bro oh that shit is wild dude there was a guy was it germany the week before oh man i got i got it i'm gonna get this country i gotta get this country right but there was another guy dude uh, who did uh no real doctor but performs a surgery and i think the guy was almost 82 or or, or about to hit but does a certain they're supposed to amputate his leg yeah. they amputate the wrong one yo dude what do you do with that, bro? I don't fucking Could know. you imagine, like, leaving the hospital? I, I, I did read that. I, I, I didn't read the article, but I did see that headline. And I and I thought immediately, right? Like, okay, so now you're stuck with your bad leg, which is, like, probably worth the shit. Bro. Yeah, you got the shitty leg, so you got to get that removed anyway. So now you just got no legs. So now you just got no legs. Bro, I, I got to find what kind Yeah, I don't, you I, have I, country? it doesn't even matter, man. I'm, try, I'm trying to find No, that shit matters, man. Hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. It's on my phone. It, matter, it matters because, uh, you know, some people leave the country to get surgeries. Oh, yeah. We got to let them know which ones to avoid. All you whiny-ass Americans complaining about us not having- Pay the money. Universal health care. This is the kind of shit that happens. You know what you <laughs> never read? American security guard at hospital. Cuts over <laughs> fucking- <laughs> That's- that's what the tax shit pays, bro. The, oh, God. It's fucking, bro. It was Austrian. So in Austrian. So my bad, oh, Jeremy. Wow. 
yeah. Yeah, a man shout, had... Shout out to Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy. So, 82-year-old man. He suffered from multiple illnesses, whatever. Goes to get a leg amputated. They cut off the wrong one. But, yo, how do you explain that shit to old boy when he gets up and he goes... Dude, didn't uh, didn't Kobe go to Austria to get a surgery? Uh, I think one of the stem cell shits for his knee or Achilles right? or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's something... Austria, Germany, where it's... The, the thing is, is that it's not legal here yet, whatever. I think it was some kind of stem, stem cell. cell. Yeah, yeah. I think A-Rod got his hip fixed there, too. Oh, uh, okay. And he came back for that weird hip flexor thing. Like, you would think they're going to legalize it here at some point, but... Dude, who notices that shit first? Does the dude cut off the leg and then look at the chart and go, yo, that shit's his <laughs> left or right? <laughs> Is it his left or mine? <laughs> who, tur- who turned them over? Who turned them over? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, because, you know, we've all made mistakes at work. Can you imagine going like your boss and being like, yo, man, so like, you know how we had the dude in 3B earlier <laughs> and we needed to cut off the left? <laughs> it was a little boo-boo. What <laughs> the fuck like that? Dude, Bro, are, are you like in leg? Yeah, are you are you fired and then like blacklisted? Yeah, from I would every so. like you have to go and like underground. The malpractice insurance on this kind of shit has got to be like, I don't even. That's know. crazy, bro. Dude, like, are you like, bro? As the person, I guess if I'm losing a leg, I don't give a fuck if it's both of them, right? Like, does it change your quality of life that much more? One versus two. Yeah, I think so, bro. Yeah, yeah, because on on one you can like you can you can fuck with some crutches. Can't on you? One. Yeah, but can't you get two prosthetics now, or a wheelchair either way? Dude, that's just not easy to walk on. Yeah, I guess I could have been like, bro, I could have hop, I could have hop. You could get the who's the dude from Africa that killed his wife? Oh, bro, the Oscar Pistorius, bro. That you could you could have had the tink tinks, bro. You could have had the tink tink, tink tink tink, tink tink tink. Dude, legs are so good, he could commit murder <laughs> and got away. <laughs> Yo, does he wear those shits on a regular? Yeah, I think that's... Well, I think he walks. No, right? no he walks. He doesn't walk with the blades. <laughs> what is it? The bent back he paper clips? With, <laughs> with the bent back paper clips. He walks, I think, with normal prosthetics, I think. Okay. <laughs> the unfair adventures. Yes. <laughs> Yo, shout out Cat Williams. Yo, that shit is so good. But I think he had normal prosthetic legs, like okay. like leg legs, and then competed with the with the fucking Blade Runner joints, like the they're like yeah, legit. The- Actually, bro, come to think of it, they might be onto something. That shit is an unfair advantage. You got springs, like like bench, right, like right. They are that shit is like springy, right? Yeah, yeah. He might be onto something. Still though, bro. still. No. But anyway, but listen, after the murder trial, I'd be like, this motherfucker committed. You know, bro. You know how you gotta feel like if you get killed by somebody with no limbs. With, or missing like bottom limb, I would be heated, bro. <laughs> if I get stabbed once by somebody, and I'm like, damn, I couldn't get away from him. He'd be like, "Why you stab you? He didn't have no arm." Yeah. <laughs> oh, but his toes. <laughs> his toes were strong as hell. He's holding a box cut in his mouth and he lunged at me. <laughs> oh, bro, that shit's oh, that shit is so wild, dude. The this <laughs> was eventful, man. See, homie in Florida, bro, trying to so so he uh, committed a murder and was trying to use the whole stand your ground law to to no. like as his defense, dude. So I about this forty three year old dude. His name is uh, P J. Nalaja Peter Patterson, a yep. uh, 43-year-old man in Florida, uh, uh, like, you know, commits murder. And in his defense, he tried to use the stand your ground law. Uh, you know, that shit's been around here for 16 years. It's a thing that allowed uh, yep. uh, Pendejo, whatever his name is, to get away with. Yeah, kill, the guy with kill, uh, Trey. Yeah, uh, with killing Trayvon. Uh, yeah, Trayvon yeah. Martin. Um, so anyway, so that's his defense for his murder. Uh, the judge <laughs> denied it. Uh, the best part of this whole shit, bro, is the thing he killed was he beat an iguana to death. 
Dude, I Dude, saw the headlines on, on this shit. He beat an iguana to death on his property, bro, and he tried to use the stand your ground law because it says you can do it if you feel like you're being threatened or your property. You or your but property. apparently they have some video on this dude, right? Yeah, he beats the shit out of like the he, iguana, they, like, bro. He just like goes. He like, fucks this iguana yeah. up, bro. <laughs> you see the video? <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the video, bro. He was. I wish I, I let me see if I had the like link. the iguana is like he, the iguana had to be passed out and he just keeps beating it, bro. He beats the shit. Yeah, like the iguana's still sitting. Like he's, you know. So so hold on. So so like I got questions. You bro. can't kill iguanas. They're protected here. They no. Yes. Aren't they invasive species? I guess I guess they're invasive species in certain counties. So it must not be in this county. So you can't beat an iguana to death. Evidently, I thought it was. I thought it was in the state. I could be wrong. They were an invasive species, and they were um, encouraging people to kill them if they were on their property. I think in Dade County. They are uh, like Miami, like South Florida, because they are. What? Where does it? I think this is in Hollywood, bro. Actually, to be honest with you, it's hmm. a good point because you're right. But I think it depends on the county because they are. They are. They do encourage you to kill iguanas and pythons here. So yeah. for people who don't live in Florida, we we got pythons and fucking iguanas running. Yeah, we have the reticulated pythons. No, we got the big ass. They be finding like twenty foot pythons. Yeah, yeah, you get like shot, eat you, bro. Yeah, yeah, they'll eat you as a person. Yeah, so I'm definitely fucking killing a python if I see it. I'm I'm running first of all, and then if I can't run after I take pictures. Yeah, yeah, right. after I take a photo <laughs> from a safe distance, I'm running, and then uh, bro. Yo, Florida really is a wild place, bro. You can see an alligator, a twenty foot python, some iguanas, a baby lizard. Get some crack, see a meth head, go hug Mickey all in the same day. <laughs> Florida wild, bro. <laughs> but dude, even more wild than that, man. Some dude in uh, Indian River County. I don't even know where that is. Look that up. <laughs> Where's Indian River? Look County? that up. River, Indian River County. This dude got chased by the cops. So he was on like a high speed chase in his car. Um, but apparently had his two month old infant with him oh. so when he stops the car to get out and run he grabs the kid and then the cops are chasing him on foot and he throws the baby at the cop <laughs> he uses the baby as a projectile <laughs> the cop caught it how you he caught the he baby. caught it how old is the baby he was two months Oh, yeah, bro. I can't hold his head up, bro. Bro, bro too much. How bro. you use a baby as a weapon, bro? The cop, the cop <laughs> caught it. What I, I thought about when I, when I seen the video, bro. All I thought about remember when Terrell Owens caught that pass and he was like, he caught it, he caught it, he caught it. It was against Green Bay. <laughs> but yo, I'm like, and yeah, I I don't see if this dude is like, if that was like his kid. Or what have you, but that's like Vero Beach, right? I guess is it Vero Beach? So that, that's that's close to here, maybe like an it's, hour and a half. It's close to here, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that bad for me. I think St. Lucie. Hold on, no, no. It's Vero Beach. There's something else that's around there that's big, bro. I thought there was another city. Comprises of Sebastian, Vero Beach, Florida, metropolitan statistic area, which is included in the Miami Fort Lauderdale State, St. Port St. Lucie, blah blah blah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, it's Vero Beach, and Sebastian. That's actually very close to here, dude. Yeah, it's probably like an hour and a half. Because the Indian River Lagoon is there and all that. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Look, yeah. and he was black. Ah, oh, bro, come on, that, that, man. That, that's some white people shit right that's there. some white people shit throwing <laughs> babies, bro? I would have definitely picked that as a white guy, bro. Like That was like a white dude on meth. Yo, I'm like, sorry, Chad. <laughs> and he chucks him, bro. He fucking runs off. <laughs> 
my God, bro. How you weaponizing it for? <laughs> <laughs> you look cop caught him. That's why. Is the baby okay? Yeah. Maybe that's I think the cop caught him, bro. Good thing, man. Holy shit, bro. How you throw a baby? Oh, my God, man. I probably should have brought this story up earlier, bro. But uh, homeboy, do you see the shit the dude in India that on his wedding day, bro? The bride dies. In in India? Yeah, in India. Okay. So shout out to India. We got a lot of lessons over there. We really like you guys. What's going on over there? Yo, this, bro, you want to talk about improvising, adapting, and overcoming the situation, bro? So Ooh, this dude. Half the Marine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dude did that for you, buddy. <laughs> this dude, his wife, a bride, evidently, dude, they're young, has a heart attack on the wedding day and dies. They carried on with the wedding. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So before the wedding, she like, dies. Day of, bro. Like no, no, but like, like before right before the ceremony. Yeah, like yo, Sarah's not gonna make it. That or whatever. So she got a was. wedding dress on and everything, and Nivesh is not gonna make it down the aisle. Uh. Yeah, like she just died in the back. Right, right. Uh, and her sister took her place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Dude, the parents stepped in and was like, "Yep, we got another one." Yeah, yeah, nah, nah. We, we not gotta, giving. We got a backup. We not giving a cow back. <laughs> bro, and if she dies, we got two we more got on the back. Two more on the back. <laughs> And if not, then I'll get knocked up again real quick and we'll get. But either way, we're not reneging this deal. <laughs> I'm assuming it's one of those like It has to be right, bro. right? One of those Yo. where they where they uh, yeah. uh the what do they call it? The the other arranged marriage. An arranged marriage. Yeah, you want to talk about moving forward? Real, yo, India, hit us up. If there's more to the story, but this is all I can find is like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we didn't know what to do in a situation like that. So both families sat together, and someone suggested that the younger sister Nisha. So I'm not that racist because her name was close. Uh, married the groom, and he was like, Nisha's cute. Yeah, bring yeah. her in. So the family's discussing. They both agree. They're like, all right, cool. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's wild. <laughs> Can you imagine? That dude must have been like a doctor or a lawyer. Had to be, bro. They had, they had the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like either way. They're like, yo, we real sad about her right now. But listen, we gonna need you to step up to the plate. <laughs> yo, your moment to shine has come. <laughs> but I, but I don't even like him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in high school. Joe <laughs> <Chill> ass down. <laughs> Bro, that shit is so crazy, man. I got, I have one more, dude. Do uh, you see the homie, the artist that sold his sculpture this week, man? I seen some dude that sold like with like a nothing. Is that it? Eighteen thousand dollars for an invisible sculpture, and I'm heated as fuck. That why didn't I think of that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why not think of that? And then now was it? So it was a sculpture, not not like an NFT or nothing like that. No, bro, literally a sculpture. <laughs> That is invisible, and he basically goes, the vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy, and even if we empty it and there's nothing left, according to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, that nothing has a weight. Therefore, it has energy that is condensed and transformed into particles that is into us. And that's how he fucking sold empty. God damn it. Why did I think yeah, of that? Shout out to you, bro. <laughs> shout out to you. God damn it. I was mad for two that, reasons, listen, bro. Listen, that's a, him and, and Jay Cutler gets a Fuck coming it. from another coming week. Coming from another week. <laughs> we we, we nagging everybody else. We taking it back. God damn it. The fact that I ain't thinking of this shit to sell somebody an $18,000 invisible sculpture. I just want to know who the hell bought it. And I want to know who got $18,000 to buy invisible <laughs> shit. You know how much money you got to have, bro, to be like, that shit sound retarded, but I'm going to go ahead and buy it because... 
Why not? <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder. Like, what did the person get? Like, did they get like a stand with the like you know like a stand where you would put the sculpture on, kind of like a base? Ooh, you know what I mean? Like, does he get the base with like a plaque on it that says something? The piece was created by Salvatore Garau, an Italian guy. He's talented. He created great shit. They're so crafty. Uh, invisible sculpture. So fifteen thousand euros, which is approximately eighteen thousand three hundred U.S. dollars. Uh, the artist was adamant that while sculpture doesn't physically exist, that doesn't mean that it's a nothing. Instead, he prefers to think of it as a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, bro. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yo, I am livid that I didn't fucking think of that. Livid, bro. Dude, <laughs> like, as soon as we're done with this podcast, we're going to create some invisible listen, shit. <laughs> we posting shit, bro. We about to sell y'all. Listen, if the, top next, notch if, if the next post shows nothing, just bid on it. Yep. We gonna sell advertising for nothing. We not we listen. Matter of fact, we want y'all to give us a product that we're never gonna pitch because people will know that we have just because of our energy, bro. We, it's a vacuum. That we, yeah, it's a vacuum, bro. Like you know, we drunk. Just give us an alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> just give us an alcohol endorsement. <laughs> Goodness gracious, fucking man. a, bro. All right, man. Great Yo, time, man. Tell them where they can find us. Yes, man. We are on uh, all the major ones, man. If you guys are not following us yet, do follow us at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, hit us up on there. Send us a thing. I think at the Carbon Footprint Podcast at gmail.com too. So if you want to send us an email, uh, do that too. Whatever, whatever tickles your uh, your fancy, man. Yeah, and as always, appreciate you guys. Um, love all the feedback all the interactions online keep them coming and we'll see you next week see you next week peace peace